Remarkable accomplishments are happening every day on the Colorado Mesa University and Western Colorado Community College campuses, from faculty instruction and research to student projects and community involvement. CMU Now is a new monthly segment on the KAFM Community Affairs Hour, where we interview faculty, athletic coaches, and students to keep you up to date on all things CMU and WCCC. I'm Caitlin Birdsall, along with my co-host David Ludlam, and we'll have three guests on the show today, and our first guest is Vice President for Student Services, John Marshall. So welcome to the show, John. Thanks so much for joining us today. Glad to be here. Thanks for inviting me on. Yeah, thanks for joining us. I, I want to just jump right into it with uh, a question for you about something uh, President Foster has said. And I think a lot of folks were maybe taken by surprise when he tied higher education as kind of being the core to, I think what he said is humanity's response to COVID-19. I think that surprised a lot of people because when people think about or talk about the response, they typically think about the the brave doctors and nurses and first responders that, that we're thinking about. But as he went on to explain that, I think people kind of understood what he meant, you know, and I think he said things like, um, you know, now is not the time to back away from education. It's more, it's time to double down. Can you, can you talk a little bit about what the president's getting at here and kind of what it means from your perspective? Yeah, I, I think there's a natural human response to crises like this and, and make no mistake. I mean, these are, these are difficult times for a lot of people at best your world has been upended economically at worst you or someone you know or someone you love is sick um and in some cases have passed away i mean this is a this is a significant impact to people's day-to-day lives and and to our world so from that standpoint i think you just have to start by, by recognizing this is this is a rare moment a watershed moment so from that standpoint the question is okay well so we are in that moment. We're in that our generation's um, trying moment. The question becomes, well, how do we respond to that? And I think there is this reflexive desire for people in some regards to um, look around and hunker down. And I think what the president was getting at that I, I really appreciated is, boy, now more than ever, we need you to be showing leadership. And for a young person, who's in college, they might ask themselves, well, what, I'm just a college student. What, what could I be doing really to make a difference? And the reality is that in this particular crisis, yeah, we can all do our, our part, but look around at who it is that's helping us navigate and, um, and, and be able to withstand and, and weather this storm. And it is those first responders, those doctors, those nurses, those, um, you know, paramedics, the, public health officials, the epidemiologists, all these folks who at their time wouldn't have been able to predict this, but they did the hard work of preparing themselves well in advance by getting an education, by becoming experts in their field, by honing their craft. So when the time came, when their moment arrived, they were ready. And I think really what we're telling students and what the the president's um, words more articulately than what I'm saying obviously was now's that time now is the time to double down on that commitment to prepare yourself in a whole variety of areas as researchers and law enforcement and uh, even all across the liberal arts and in biologists and chemists and physicists we need those folks to be able to withstand the challenges of our world that we don't yet foresee today 
So what a great reminder. Um, very, very difficult and trying circumstance, no question, but a great reminder of why it is we exist in the first place. So I, I, to me, that's literally what, what the president was getting. I think at. that's a really, really important message and a, a nice one to keep reminding our community about, too. You are listening to CMU Now on KAFM Community Affairs, and our first guest today is Vice President for Student Services, John Marshall. And so, John, I know you were appointed by the president to chair the CMU COVID-19 task force. Um, Since then, you know, students and faculty in the community have received a lot of communications from you and your team. Um, And it's not every day that you're told you're going to lead a response team to a once in a century global pandemic. So I'm curious from, you know, more of the personal side of you, where were you and kind of what was your response when the president told you that you were going to be leading this team? Uh, well, I probably was at my desk as I was for about four weeks straight. (laughs) Um, I, yeah, you know, I, I think these are the, these are those moments where you are reminded in the most humble terms possible, how limited any one person is in their ability to affect change. I mean, the reality is the only way you withstand and weather storms like this is with a really strong team. And so, as you look around, um, you know, my role really has been more of an air traffic controller. The, the reality is that all the hard work that's being done, you know, by literally hundreds of faculty members taking courses online, all the hard work that's been done in residence life and dining services and, you know, and the, and the list just goes on and on. Facilities, the custodians, for heaven's sakes, and those guys have been heroes, really um going through all the folks that are required to take, frankly, a small city that is CMU and prepare ourselves for, you know, what was really unforeseeable in many ways. You know, I think that effort is really a humbling one because you do appreciate, holy buckets, we, we have some incredibly talented colleagues and we have a wonderful campus. I mean, the students, the faculty really really humbling to watch everybody rally around one another um, as we've tried to navigate this imperfectly as it's been for that matter. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure we've made our our share of mistakes, but um, I think it has gone as well as it has um, based on the fact that we've just had a lot of smart, committed, capable people helping to ensure that's the case. John, and I, as far as I can tell, I don't think you're joking about being at your desk four weeks straight. I, that was pretty intense there for a while. But as things have kind of, you know, I don't want to say normalized, but as we sort of gotten our, our, our legs here at CMU, um, we were hit with, you know, news that we had suffered the loss of a student. And I know that was shocking to you and, and for, for the whole campus community. And I think it went, you know, it flew sort of contradictory in the face of the the wisdom that it wasn't affecting young people and and now we're having to rethink that um what has that loss sort of meant to you as a campus leader and has it changed anything in in terms of our approach here and and how we're responding um yeah i i think i would maybe the most accurate thing to start with is reflecting on what a awful loss it is. I mean, Cody was such a good kid and um, you just, you almost can't 
fathom as a parent what it must be like to lose a child. And so we just, your heart aches for the Leicester family as, as strong and gracious as, as they have been. Um, Cody was just a, a really sweet and, and wonderful kid. And so there's no good way ever to lose a young person. You know, they got their whole lives ahead of them. And in, in some ways they kind of embody the what's bright and optimistic and the future of the human race. And you, you know, to lose somebody like that is, it's just, you know, feels very unfair. Um, in this particular context, it was also jarring because, um, you know, I know we're learning daily more about this, this COVID-19 coronavirus. And, and I, I just, I, I like probably a lot of folks believed what I'd read and our best understanding was it, it really wasn't particularly lethal to young people, especially young, healthy people. I mean, for heaven's sakes, Cody was on our club baseball team, big, strong, healthy kid. So not, you know, that's just jarring it. And it's a sober reminder that we don't entirely understand what we're dealing with here. And I know we have a lot of smart researchers and doctors and others trying to catch up and figure out where exactly we are, but it's, you know, I used the term humility before and I'll use it again. This is one of those moments where I think in a very deep humility, you got to recognize we don't totally know what we're dealing with. So that, that just means, you know, operating out of an abundance of caution and, and continuing to think really carefully about every decision we make. Yeah, I think that, you know, that's all we kind of can do with moving forward is to con continue to learn and then adapt what we're doing here at the university to make sure that we continue to ensure that our faculty and staff and students stay as safe and healthy as possible. You are listening to CMU Now on KAFM Community Affairs, and our first guest today is Vice President for Student Services, John Marshall. Yeah, and Caitlin, I think that maybe that's as important of a reflection as any. I don't think it's that any given decision that we've made to this point has been 100% right or 100% wrong. It was based on the best information we had at the time, and that has been changing so quickly. Um, part of, I think part of the reflection as being on this leadership team has been, you, you really need to be prepared to pivot and pivot quickly based on new information. I think the governor and others have done a good job of saying that out loud. Yeah, you're right. We told you X two weeks ago, but things have changed. And so now we're telling you why. And, and this is the reason for that. Um, so being willing to change course and change course quickly based on new information, I think, Again, just recognizing in humility, we, we do not totally know what we're dealing with. So we're going to deal with the best information we have and make the best choices at the time. Yeah, and I think kind of building on that, that's been really interesting for me to see as a, a team member on that COVID task force is to see how quickly we have been able to pivot. And I think, um, you know, one of the more positive things that have come out of it is to see how CMU and Western Colorado Community College, how they've been able to help our community in response to the virus. So I was wondering if you could just maybe talk to us a little bit about some of the areas where we've used, whether it's our size, our scale, or our expertise to support Mesa County's efforts. Yeah. Um, one of the, I think, 
frankly, one of the great joys of being in this difficult situation has been watching the frankly considerable talent and uh, resources of the university go to support the community. And, you know, it starts with simple things, right? Just making sure that we're in close communication with people like the head of public health and the hospitals and others, but right out of the gate, you know, the CEO of St. Mary's hospital um, reached out to us and said, Hey, it's pretty obvious, pretty quick. We're going to need all the PPE we can get. Um, and so our health sciences department and nursing program gave them everything we had. And, you know, and you watch the volunteer work that came about all these um, students who said, well, I'm, you know, I maybe am sidelined in my classes for right now, but I can certainly help lend a hand and volunteer in other places. And, you know, David, I, I think credit to you and, and the team that you've been helping coordinate of ensuring that those messages to people who are healthy and able to step in, you know, you reflect on all the volunteerism in this community and the lion's share of it is done by those 60 years up and, and older. And that happens to be folks who are, we think, at a greater, greater danger of this thing. And so it was important for young, healthy people to step in and, uh, and try and support them as those in higher risk populations step back. So that, that watching that volunteer effort, watching um, various actions, you know, Western Colorado Community College stepping up, producing masks and shields and 3D printers and all, all the various work that has happened is, um, it's it's fun to see that and it you know kind of reminds you that there's a lot going on on a university campus from one day to the next and to have all those resources all rowing in the same direction in a community effort um that that's that's encouraging to see well john as we kind of move towards wrapping up this segment i i want to just thank you for the leadership that you've exhibited on this task force it's been great to be a part of it and i want to kind of put you on the spot for a second and you know, it, for a long time, I think for most people, and you can everyone can be excused for this, we thought that this was pretty abstract and it was happening in other places. And, you know, as this moved closer and we've realized that it really is a tragedy that's now touched us in the most intimate way and tragic way here on campus. I mean, you've seen this transition and along the way, um, probably a lot of inspiring moments maybe, or, or have you, can you think of an example as you've been leading this response, a moment, a human moment of courage or someone going the extra mile, maybe of a faculty or student or a staff member who's really done something that kind of gave you pause and, and really kind of touched you or, or you found to be inspiring. Yeah, that that's a pretty long list, to be honest with you. Um, I, I will say this. I years ago, I went to a I went to a training that was offered by the FBI about um sort of critical incidents and how you prepare for them. And and I'm not going to get the verbatim correct, but it, the the special agent in charge um, leading this training said something to the effect of a crisis is no time to be trading business cards. And, and my goodness, how true that is. So the fact that all these relationships were built across the community and, you know, Grand Junction is pretty special that way the head of the community hospital, the head of Colorado Canyons, the head of St. Mary's, the head of public health department, the 
you know, the publisher, the paper, the head of the chambers and the economic development and the city and the county and emergency managers, law enforcement and first responders. These are all folks. I mean, we all are on a texting basis with one another. So those relationships were all built. And so there wasn't this long getting acquainted phase. So part of what was really gratifying was to watch in how seamlessly everybody is communicating, saying, you know, Hilltop, what do you guys need? Um, county, what do you need? Public health, what do you need? And people just communicating in real time, no problem. I can help you there. We can help you here. Um, to me, that kind of selfless, you know, nobody, it doesn't matter who's, whose name is on the letterhead or whose organization is getting credit or, you know, when it, when the chips are down and all those organizations and those leaders are all stepping in to support one another. Um, that's, that's when, you know, you, you're part of a, a pretty special community. Uh, the same is true on a micro level. And I mean, I've just watched so many of our staff step up and figure out how to channel their considerable talents and abilities to help others. Um, it's, it's a pretty fun thing to watch. Well, great. Well, John, we are already at the end of our time. I feel like these these 15-minute segments always go really quickly, but we just want to thank you again for taking the time out of your busy schedule to not only talk to David and I, but to fill in the KAFM listeners on everything that's happening here at Colorado Mesa University and Western Colorado Community College. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you, guys. You're welcome. So don't go anywhere because after a short break, we'll be right back with Department Head of Music, Darren Kamstra, and Assistant Professor of Animation and Digital Filmmaking, Evan Curtis. Welcome back to CMU Now, a monthly show where we talk about the remarkable work happening at Colorado Mesa University and Western Colorado Community College. We'd like to welcome our next guests, Department Head of Music, Darren Kamstra, and Assistant Professor of Animation and Digital Filmmaking, Evan Curtis. Well, welcome to the show, both Darren and Evan. We want to say thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedules to chat with David and I and fill in the KAFM listeners on what's been going on in your world. So welcome. Yeah, thanks for joining us. We appreciate it. Thank you. You're welcome. Great. Well, shortly after the COVID-19 pandemic kind of upended everyone's sense of normalcy, um, President Foster put out a call to faculty, staff, and students to participate in what we're calling the Open Studio. And the goal of the Open Studio video sessions were to reinforce the role of a university and I think to also spread some positivity, uplifting thoughts, and remind everyone that, you know, we will in fact get through this crisis together. Um, so Darren, why don't we start off with you today? And I'm just curious why you thought it was important to participate in the open studio session? Well, you know, when we read our news and news feeds, there's just so much uh, negative news out there. It's great to have some uh, positive outlets and uh, not only for our audience and, and friends and family of the university to see, but also for us as performers, uh, you know, so we're not just like I'm stuck in my bedroom right now doing work and talking to you, but what I'm not able to do is get out there and perform for the public, which is a big part of what we do as musicians. So it was a great uh, outlet and venue for us to be able to reach out and still connect with our audience and community. I love hearing that, that it's, you know, not only been, I think, a benefit for the CMU community because we're, you know, pushing these videos on our social media channels, but to hear that it's been a nice outlet and release for you too, I feel I like hearing that dual dual positive purpose. 
Um, yeah, and, absolutely. Yeah. And so, Evan, I think I'll also ask you kind of the same question. So, you know, you were one of our faculty members that stepped forward and decided to participate in the open studio. So why did you think it was important to participate? Yeah, I uh, agree with Darren that, you know, it gets really exhausting uh, seeing all of the negative news reported every day that sometimes what we do as artists can help us sort of escape that. It, it doesn't mean that we're ignoring what's going on in the world. Uh, it just means that we're not all collapsing at the same time and giving up. Uh, and specifically for CMU's open studio, I thought it was a great opportunity to help boost the morale of the students. Cause I think for many of them, uh, this could be incredibly overwhelming since their entire life has been changed, whether they had to move out of the dorms or move back in with their parents. So I, I saw it as an opportunity to help encourage students to keep creating what they're doing. You are listening to CMU Now on KAFM Community Affairs, and our guests today are Department Head of Music, Darren Kamstra, and Assistant Professor of Animation and Digital Filmmaking, Evan Curtis. Darren, I have a question for you. I, as far as I can tell, you you were a, a percussionist uh, by discipline or by training, and that was on full display during your performance. But you also added some melody to that percussion in the form of a, a someone that joined you. You had a duet. Um, who was it that joined you, and, and kind of what, what, what made the two of you decide to team up for for the open open studio session yeah so it was a duet for guitar and bongo um it's actually a brazilian piece um that javier de los santos chose he was the guitarist and he's one of our instructors in the music department and uh, we had recently done a performance for the uh, fruiter fruta chamber of commerce uh back in february and performed some guitar and and percussion duets and so he thought it he's actually the one who reached out to me and thought it would be a great idea to include that in the open studio series okay we yeah we should uh reach out to him it was a beautiful song and and um it, it made me wonder do you know why javier picked that song i mean i think it read really well on social media it was very popular um what was it special about that song do you know you know i can't s speak for him i mean for me um one, it just works really beautifully on the guitar. I mean, that's probably the most important thing. Um, honestly, I just came in and added color to that. And so it, it really a lot came down to him and his choices. Uh, but it's also kind of a cool uh, uh, intercultural uh, piece since it is by a Brazilian composer and in a samba style. Uh, it's kind of nice to connect us in humanity in that way uh, across national borders. Well, I'm going to recommend that you come down to the studio and, and play that for the listeners, and I think they deserve it. It's, it's a really, really great piece, so thanks for sharing that with us. You are listening to CMU Now on KAFM Community Affairs, and our guests today are Department Head of Music Darren Kamstra and Assistant Professor of Animation and Digital Filmmaking Evan Curtis. Yeah, and so, Evan, I also really enjoyed um, the open studio session that you helped work on. And it was interesting because it was a little bit different than some of our other open studio sessions in that we did feature student work. So um, can you talk to me a little bit about um, what was included in that video, since obviously our listeners can't can't see it right now? And, and what made you decide to go that route? Sure. So my specialty is stop motion animation. I work with action figures and miniature sets. And so that would have been a little difficult to bring that kind of work 
to the open studio under the current circumstances. And I thought, if I can't showcase what I'm doing, why don't I showcase the student work? And again, just thinking that students seeing their peers work would be really encouraging and motivating for them. Uh, so the two short animations that I chose were made last semester, fall 2019, uh, that were somewhat relevant to what we were seeing a lot of um, online public service announcements about washing your hands, and we were just getting into the stay-at-home order. So one of the films was called Day Off that a student made just about what she does on her day off. So it was a lot of hanging out with your pets, enjoying a cup of coffee, uh, very mundane actions that I think all of us are now taking part of every day since we're we're in our homes and we're not coming to campus or we're not going to our usual workplaces anymore. And then the second animation uh, was called The Shower, and that was about uh, a character who just comes home from a long day and wants to cleanse themselves of all of the stress that they've accumulated throughout the day. And it's visually depicted as kind of this green sewage-like character who then washes all of that off to, to reveal themselves as one of us. Uh, and so, again, just the PSA is about washing your hands constantly and proper hygiene. I thought these were positive depictions of what we're now all going through. Yeah, I was going to say, I could really relate to that first, the first video of being, you know, stuck in for my sure. home yeah, and, you know, <laughs> I've, been, I've been there for about three weeks now and um, I've made one trip to a doctor for, I'm actually um, pregnant right now since listeners can't see me. So I made one trip to the doctor <laughs> wow. and that's the only time I've left my house in the last wow. three weeks. Yeah. So I could definitely relate to that animation. <laughs> well, Darren, I know one person that wasn't stuck in the house is one of your faculty members who... I think went out to the Colorado National Monument and played a trumpet piece for the open studio sessions. And I, I think you were a first mover. And after that, just so many faculty have, have joined the, the ranks in the open studio and continued to produce content. Uh, as, I mean, you're, you're an artist and a musician, but you're also, um, the, the, the department head. How does it make you feel to see just so many of your, your colleagues and, um, and fellow professors and students rising to the occasion and, and submitting some really creative, great performances for the open studio. Well, obviously it, it makes me proud um, as a department head to see our faculty uh, trying to reach out and connect with the community, uh, especially in this time when, when we're completely rewriting our entire playbook of how we're teaching music via distance delivery. Um, but yeah, just really proud and, and, Glad that we can connect with everybody out there through all that. You are listening to CMU Now on KAFM Community Affairs, and our guests today are Department Head of Music Darren Kamstra and Assistant Professor of Animation and Digital Filmmaking Evan Curtis. And, you know, I think going back to when the president sort of announced this project, this idea that, you know, the humanities um, have always in the past helped people, you know, transcend all kinds of tragedies in their lives and ranging from pandemics and war to just the unexpected. And, and sometimes we don't think of ourselves as being part of that history, but we are living in history now We're we are going through one of those times. Can you, I guess, expand on, on what you see the role of being you know, art and any humanities stories, poetry, music, what role do these things play in this pandemic and helping people get through it? And that, I think that question is to both of you and let's start you know, Darren with you. Yeah. Um, I mean, this is, you're right, we're living through history right now, and it 
it's kind of strange how how the time elapses. It seems like it's we've been doing this for a long time now, but it's only been a couple of weeks. And I think only time will tell, you know, how this impacts uh, at least the performing arts in the short and long term. Obviously, right now there's there's no live performing going on in, in terms of for a real audience in person. It's all uh, virtual, but I'm hopeful that uh, we'll learn some new things. I've certainly learned a lot in terms of just teaching and connecting with students and audience just in the last couple of weeks. And I think through all these trials, we'll actually uh, come out the other end with a lot of new tools and new ways to engage our audiences and uh, perhaps new ways to express ourselves. Yeah. So as a, as a filmmaker, and a storyteller, one of my favorite memories and favorite experiences is just sitting around a campfire with my family and friends and telling stories. And it just, it, it is a way to connect with others and experience what you potentially never experienced firsthand, but through this story, you're able to understand someone else's perspective because of that. Um, and so it, to me, this whole change has, I think, demonstrated how important face-to-face interaction with other humans is because we, we are social beings that need to be around each other in these communities. Um, so I think with the technology changes, it's helping us interact through whether that's Skype or Zoom, where we can at least see each other, um, but it's still not quite as fulfilling as being in the same space as another person and and just feeling that kind of energy. Yeah, I would I would definitely agree with you. I've been on a lot of Microsoft Team video <laughs> conference calls and a lot of Zoom calls over the last, you know, 3 weeks and it's I'm thankful that we have that technology so we at least are able to see each other and have that connection, but it is it's just very different than when we're in a room together and I'm interacting with my coworkers and you know, getting to interact with friends and family, you know, it's just me and my husband and our pup right now. So are you saying you miss us, miss Caitlin? That. I do. I miss <laughs> you guys. <laughs> oh, we miss you too. Um, but yeah, I would, I would definitely agree with those sentiments. Um, so we're already at the end of end of our time today with both of you. So I just want to I want to thank both of you again for taking the time out of your day and coming on to talk to not only David and I but the KFM listeners. We really appreciate it. Yeah, my pleasure. Thank you. Well, this segment airs on the second Tuesday of each month on KAFM Community Radio. You can also listen to a podcast of today's show at kafmradio.org. I'm your host, Caitlin Birdsall, along with my co-host, David Ludlam, and we'll be back next month for another edition of CMU Now on the Community Affairs Hour.